New data on U.S. hay production numbers. We're going to talk farming with drones, all from right here at the Arkansas State Fair. And the Arkansas AgCast starts right now. You're listening to the Arkansas AgCast, where we discuss the latest news, trends, and issues impacting Arkansas farmers and ranchers. Our show is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation and hosted by Jason Brown and John Nickman. All right, we are coming to you live from a barn. Yeah, uh, the State <laughs> Fair, actually. Uh, this is the Arkansas AgCast live from the FFA barn down here at the end of the Midway. Yeah, you may hear is... some chatter here, some yeah. live action feed right here with people in and out. Heck yeah, I'm looking at some ducks right now. They even got porcupines. You gotta be kidding no. me! Seriously? No, it's not a joke. Huh? Well, where at? In here? Yeah, just right there. There's two of them. Well, we're gonna go check that out. Yeah. Have no, you ever touched one? I have not. Well, I, today you will. No. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. That with the grain, not against the grain. Okay, yeah. That's yeah, a secret. That makes, that makes sense. This is probably the second or third time that we've done the show from here. I just want to give props to Autumn Wood for on our team, man. She, I asked her a few weeks ago like hey can we come out and record the podcast yeah. at our booth at the barn and she's like well, we got you all set up i got this i got that look at these comfy chairs yeah last these year we were nice. in metal folding chairs there's a lot more comfortable the basement week. chairs yeah also well agreed. i just want you to know next week when we go back we're not upgrading <laughs> we're not gonna, you're, you're back to <laughs> home oh, crap we we're back to the freezer i feel like a couple of those podcasts that i've seen before like they're actually doing them in comfy chairs, yeah. like laid back. Yeah, that's, like that's some Joe Rogan stools yeah, or something he pushes need. you. Well, that's what we need. Yeah. Have you been – you've been to the ferry already. We talked about it on the yep. show last week. We came for – was that media days or whatever? Yep, where we ate a bunch of food. <laughs> they ate way too much, but they did not – they did not have fried Oreos. No. So that's my goal today. Oh, to get a fried Oreo. Absolutely. Maybe, maybe two to, or three. Okay, does that mean we get to eat something after this? Yeah, I am. I okay, mean, perfect. Right. You can join me if you like. <laughs> I think I will. <laughs> I believe I may. Let me see. Matthew had a fantastic time. He he ate his fill and can't wait to have more. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <whatever>. yeah. <laughs> I, I think he really enjoyed eating all that crazy amount of food. You know, we were talking about this yesterday. Matthew was actually on camera talent for the first time. Oh, I, I say first time. It may not have been the first time. Maybe I don't know. Matthew on the other side of the camera. He was, and I think. That video skyrocketed in views. It did it? And I think it's because you two. I was about to say, that. you know, it wouldn't have been the same if it wasn't for me. Yeah. But the combo of me and Matthew, I mean, that's just a win-win situation there. <laughs> if you heard, if you listened last week and you heard me say my feelings got kind of hurt because <laughs> he booted me out right at the end. <laughs> you got a little competition. But you competition. know what? I need to eat crow. Speaking of eating, I need to eat some crow this week because I'm telling you, I think you guys have, are, are, are the dream team. You think they got crow on a stick here? <laughs> I bet they do. Maybe. Right down here. We'll go find some. <laughs> um, let me see. While we're talking about being live, uh, they took our headphones from us. Yeah, <laughs> it feels a little weird here. And this feels very odd. But we're going to get through it today. You know what? Yeah, I don't know life without headphones on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I know. Maybe you do. Well, no, I do. I certainly don't. So. And they try to, like, tamp our moods a little bit. They're like, hey, look, most podcasts don't have headphones. Yeah. We're like, well, you know what? This I thought this does. was a serious production, man, but we're, we're missing quite <laughs> look, a bit. Look, you guys are lucky we're not sitting outside. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it it has been very chilly in this barn. I will say that. There you go. Um, so. Somehow cooler than our normal space. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh, anyway, we'll make it. What else is going on at the fair? We talked about fair food a second ago. We did put out a fair food video on Friday, I believe. Um, and you can catch that on Farm Bureau YouTube, Facebook channels. I'm sure any channel, just type in Farm Wherever Bureau. you watch your videos. Yeah, wherever you watch your videos. Review. That will be the video where Matthew, a taste food blindfolded, fair food. Uh, one part funny because of the his reaction to the flavor. Equal parts <laughs> funny because of him trying to eat food on stick and whatever blindfolded so yeah. <laughs> it's a lot more difficult eating food blindfolded than what i initially thought going into shooting that video <laughs> and to hear the description like mm, this food is a triangle yeah <laughs> and if you haven't seen there's one particular food that he did not like <laughs> great reaction but, but then he came back after he knew what it was and was like oh well now that, now I know. that you mention it I might, I might actually like that. So that was fun. Uh, let's see. We've got another video coming out. Is this going to come out in spurts? Look, I told you we're live, so we're going to go. We're going to be a little loosey goosey today. Is the this the 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 video is? Are you smarter than a fair kid? Are we going to do that in sections, or is it going to be one big video? I'm asking Shaylee from our team. Okay. Boom. I like that. Hmm. If you are that? following us on Instagram or TikTok, you'll see individual qu questions, contestants. But if you don't follow us there and you only follow us on Facebook or YouTube, you got to wait till the end of the week mm. to see the whole thing. Nobody so, wants to do that. Yeah. So go ahead and follow us on TikTok or Instagram. Check that out. And then let's see. We've got the sale of champions on Thursday night. Yeah. Which is a always time. a big deal for Farm Bureau. Should be a good time. I don't. I've never been to that. I haven't either. Uh, we were just talking about that on the way down here. Uh, yeah, and I've got the baby that night, so I won't be able to make it this won't year. Be able to go. No. Well, uh, that's always a big deal. You can uh, bring the baby for us, and then wrapping the up. Are like, oh, sorry, six thirty, and I think it starts <laughs> at six. <laughs> so my bedtime's at eight. And if, so. if little Anthony doesn't start eating by four forty-five, it is a, it's a nightmare. He is angry, hangry. He's a Snickers commercial, if you've ever seen one of those. Oh, yeah. I have. He turns Eva. into Chucky, which who we think he's going to be for Halloween. <laughs> Anyways, that's what I'm talk about. Art imitating life. <laughs> um, and then Friday, if you're in the THV viewing area, so KTHV, which is a television station here in Little Rock, if you're in their viewing station or area, Tune in at 9 a.m. on Friday morning because we're going to have that their, their uh, mid-morning lifestyle show called The Vine. It's going to be an Arkansas Farm Bureau takeover. Uh, we did this last year. <clears throat> They're going to be out. Adam Bledsoe will be out with us, with Jenny uh, at the fair, uh, Jenny from our team. And then and then we're going to talk. We're going to feature a few of the different things going on here, how, basically how you can get involved in agriculture or how you can take in agriculture at the state fair. Most people think about the food or they think about the, the, the rides and things like that, but agriculture is all around. A yep. lot of these folks came in before the fair started. They'll be here when the, after the fair ends. Yep. And really, it's just a way to show you know, folks how, how you can get involved in agriculture out here. One of those is the FFA barn, which we're sitting in right now. Yeah. But anyway, you'll see much more about that on Friday. So 9 a.m., THV 11, and that show should last an hour, so you'll see a good... Good number. And I think we're going to talk to So if you're listening to the show right now, you're getting a preview that nobody else knows. Watch we're going to talk about talk to a young lady that's showing beef cattle out at the fair. 
we're going to showcase the new ag mechanics. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about here. that. So a sheep trader that was built by students. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, we've got a few different things going on. Still left for the fair. It's Tuesday. The fair goes through Sunday. So lots, lots still to do. Yeah. Uh, speaking of agriculture, so I was listening to 103.7 The Buzz this morning on uh-huh. the way into work. And I guess the company that does the carnival rides and the foods has like multiple cities from Canada all the way down that that they, they supply rides and stuff to. Uh-huh. But they were saying that the agriculture aspect of the Arkansas State Fair was better than any other state fair that they, they, they work really? at. Really? Yeah. He was really impressed with it. Well, that's pretty interesting. Well, good deal. That's good to know. Yeah. I'm telling you, we've got a lot of ag out here right now. I see a kid, not OSHA approved, climbing on top of a combine tire. Um, he seems experienced. Yeah, he seems like he knows what he's doing. Uh, but anyway, lots going on out here. There's a there's a whole um, barnyard here right next to us to our right. And like you said, porcupines, ducks, baby rabbits. pigs, rabbits. I'm telling you, just whatever you want to take in. And I think Prescott. FFA chapter is who's working in the FFA barn today. Yeah. So thanks to those guys for volunteering their time and getting involved. Brown, what do we miss about the fair? Did I miss? Yeah, I missed a thing. I mean, as far as I know, we are in a barn and someone let the door open. So. (laughs) Well, that's good to know. Is that a dad joke? It was. (laughs) It was a good for you. Way to catch that one. See, I've been away for a little while, but I'm back. He's back. Yeah. So Thursday, but yeah. By the way, welcome back. Thursday, you didn't. You weren't able to come out and eat with us. I was. Do you have plans to grab a bite before you leave today? I I probably will. Okay. Something today. Just try something. Yeah. Something on the menu. Well, good to know. So. All right. What are you looking forward to? Sorry. Yeah. I. I Nothing? don't even know what they have other than what I saw on the video. And I, I kind of want to try something other than what, what Matthew ate. Yeah, I would not eat the barbie corn. I don't think I want to eat anything Matthew ate, from what I can tell. <laughs> no. no <laughs> I, I wouldn't recommend any of that either. <laughs> <laughs> I trust Matthew's opinions on food. I feel like that's doable. I don't know. It, it could be a lot. It could be a lot of. Lot. Let me just say, coming back from Vegas, I felt like the whole time I was there, it felt yeah. like I was at the state fair the whole time. Well, basically, was, you're at the yeah, world. There's so much. There's so much to look fair. at. So. How was the sphere? Oh my gosh! I Incredible. saw your pictures. Incredible. Yeah. It's such such a great. Experience. I heard it was an experience. Very much so. And it's eye awesome. candy galore, and the sound was perfection. Yeah. I mean, it's in. There's no other band that could have pulled that off but you too. How yeah. long did the show great. last? It was about two and a half hours. Oh, wow. Goodness. It was really good. Really good. That's but, awesome. you know, there will be others to perform there, and they'll continue to raise the bar, but it's going to change the way concerts are Yeah, but the thing is, is uh, you can't have an up-and-comer in that venue. Like, no, you can't no, have no. just like, hey, these guys have got a no. record out. It's doing pretty good, you know? Right. It's got to be. I'm hearing, like, Lady Gaga. Yeah, see, uh, that's a, that would be a good She's one, already been say. there. She was there at a show with her producer, so they were checking the Oh, checking out. it out. Yeah. I saw where UFC's trying to have an event there, too. Yeah. yeah. That would be huge. Uh, that probably There's, makes sense. They I imagine those ticket prices, whatever you paid, is probably the lowest they'll ever be. Yeah, I've seen the ticket prices I could have sold and paid for my whole trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to go, so, yeah. you know, oh, it you, was a blast. You it made was, the right it call. Was a dream come true. So. Yeah, I'm jealous, anyway. for sure. Well, let's see here. I guess we've talked a lot about the fair. Let's get into the normal show. We don't have an interview today, but we are. We did want to still come out and do the, you know, the, the show that we normally put on. It's Tuesday, okay? So... Uh, we are recording this on Tuesday. A little early. So we'll probably put it out on Thursday like normal. But just so you know, if news happens between now and then, 
we may have missed it and have to come back and pick it up next week. That said, the crop quality and harvest updates for the state came out yesterday at 3 p.m. Yep. We were able to squeeze those in. So we'll kick it off with the state's corn crop, which is 98% harvested according to USDA. That no, that number moved so little since last week that I'm curious if we should consider corn as done, done. for the purpose of our reporting here. Probably. I mean, you know, looking at rice, we've harvested 94% of the state's acres. We're on pace with last year's harvest and ahead of the five-year there. Soybeans are now nearly 75% harvested, which is kind of hard to believe. Another big jump over last week's 60% mark. Undoubtedly, that's a result of this dry weather. We remain ahead of last year and way ahead of the five-year harvest pace. No crop condition reported on so- corn, rice, or soybeans this week. Okay. Uh, Cotton is sitting at 55% harvested, almost double the progress from last week. We're still a bit ahead, a good bit ahead of last year's pace and the five-year. The crop looks to be in good shape with nearly 75% of the acres rated good to to excellent. And then we'll wrap up with peanuts today with 86% of the crop rated good to excellent. Harvest took another big jump this week, more than doubling progress with 87% dug and 39% harvested. Um, And before we wrap up this portion of the show, just want to say, you know, we don't have a specific story on the river level this week. That's probably for the first time in months. Three or for, four weeks. Yeah. Least. That said, it's still very much an issue. The river, I looked yesterday, pulling all this together, it's at minus 11.84 feet as of Monday in, at Memphis. And there's no forecasted improvement for the remainder of the month. So Have it's you, dropped since Thursday. It's dropped since Thursday. <laughs> Pardon me. It's dropped since Thursday. And if you go in and look at, at they forecast it out through the end of the month, it's there's no change. Okay. So, you know, is what it is at this point. Well, yeah, like you said, it is. What it is. I was in Phillips County over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, in eastern Arkansas, and a lot of farm producers I talked to said they were done. Done. Yeah. Oh, oh really? Harvest all together. Yeah. I did see some rice still up that hadn't even been touched. Oh, that's interesting. Most of the soybeans I saw were gone too. Yeah. Yeah. So we saw we. We went over to Cross County via I-40, and there was some cotton harvested, but a good amount left in the field. I don't think there was much else left, though. I didn't see much cotton, but I didn't really go through a whole lot that, of cotton. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. didn't see one Week field. before last, I saw quite a bit of cotton coming up through southern yeah, Arkansas. Yeah, there pretty. Was, yeah. There was still quite a bit out. It's pretty. Yeah, very, very pretty. Very pretty right now. All right, well, do you want to get into the news? Yeah, we should. Let's do it. That's why we're here. (laughs) That's that's a fair point. So, well, we're at the fair. Yep. And we've already talked about agriculture and livestock, so keeping that theme, Uh I want to talk about small ruminants. Bet there's some of those out here. So, uh, as most of of our listeners will know, sheep and goat production has been on the uh, rise in Arkansas. So much so, here at Farm Bureau, we uh, started our own small ruminant division. So we're pretty excited about that. Uh, the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture has also taken notice to the increase of small ruminant production and is seeking input from producers in an effort to make improvement to this industry here in the state. Nice. Extension Small Ruminant Specialist for the D- Division of Agriculture, Dan Quadros, has already begun work developing a working plan to assess the current production system in Arkansas for sheep and goats and hopes to identify issues and challenges within the production system and to organize solutions to existing challenges in the entire value chain. 
However, to accomplish this, Quadro needs to needs direct input from producers themselves. Quadro uh, has quoted was quoted saying, "To start, we really want to X-ray our production system for sheep and goats here in Arkansas. We want to know the basics of the farm farms in our state. Are they co- commercial or hobbyist? Yeah. Uh, how many animals do they have? What are their health management practices? Or some of the things he specifically said. Quadro's his plan has a few steps involved, but the first step is sending out a survey that he and his team developed that only takes about 10 to 20 minutes to complete, and all responses will be will remain anonymous. Okay. The survey will be open until October 30th, 31st, excuse me, so you got, what, two weeks or Yeah, so? man. For the second step, Quadros plans to hold five different webinars and an online open channel for producers to voice their concerns and issues in more detail. At the end of the process, Quadros plans to invite several organizations and representatives of different segments of the small ruminant value chain to discuss the results and build their development program. So if you're interested in taking the survey survey or looking at the, the dates for the webinars or access to that open open channel, you can visit mm-hmm. uax.uada.edu. I believe they have like a blog, right? Yep. Yep, yep, on there. yep. Yep. That's right. So yeah, go out there, you know, the this is kind of a new segment in our ag industry here in the state, but it has grown tremendously. And the U of A, you know, wants to be there, or Extension specifically wants to be there to help you and assist you and be a resource in any way they can. So in order to do that, they need more information and detail of what challenges you are facing and, yep. you know, what's happening on the farm specifically. Yeah. If you're a county agent who, you know, is going through the training, I think it's mostly targeted at county agents, but you, you know, you're working with some producers, yep. like, let them know about the survey, you know, absolutely. Let, let them know, get it, get it done, fill it out. Like anytime we talk about a survey or input opportunity on this show, we always talk about how important it is because your farm, your experience is unique and should be represented as plans or programs. Absolutely. Or, you know, things like should this. should be tailored towards what you need. That's exactly you know? right. Yeah. I mean, and the uh, only way to do that, like you said, is participate in the survey. Give yeah. your response. Exactly. Let your voice be heard. That's it. That's it. Well, we talked a bit about hay production this year, and now USDA has released its hay production data for the year. I thought we'd go over the numbers here, just especially since we're here at the fair, and goodness, who knows how much hay is being consumed around us quite a bit uh, at the moment. USDA says hay production in the U.S. should be up in 2023, mostly thanks to increased acres planted. The projection for more hay production comes in the face of the ongoing drought across the plains and Midwest. Uh, Mid-South, I'd throw in there, too. Uh, It's not all good news, though. If you've listened to this show at all since April or or May, then you know that quality is the concern that stands out, uh, stands to overshadow quantity this year. Yeah, absolutely. USDA projects all hay production at just over 70 million tons with an average yield just shy of two tons per acre on harvested area of more than 36 million acres. The total tonnage this year pushes past last year's production by about 6 million tons. Wow. Last year we saw lower yields and uh, and lower acres, as I mentioned just a bit ago. Yeah. Uh, based on supply and demand. Oh, there we go. Hay prices are still quite volatile, uh, according to reporting from Brownfield Ag News. Arkansas is set to produce just under 2.5 million tons, a bit more than last year. Our yield acreage is expected to, I'm sorry, our yield average is expected to be two tons per acre on pace with last year. We'll produce that hay across 1.16 million acres, which is a bit more than last year and even more than USDA projected in their reporting in March of this year. Of course, 
This is important to think about as we head into the cold months of the year when farmers rely much more on hay and feed to provide for their animals. You know, I would have thought production would have been down, you know, as dry as it's been. And yeah. last year was so dry, too. Yeah. But what do I My know? My guess is that's where the quality hit comes, yeah. right? So so I, 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 I see if acres are up, then it almost stands to reason that 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 production in, in all. But the yield, I see what you're saying, though. The yeah. yield loss. And quality. I don't quality. know. It's good to see. I, I tell you, a similar trend across the country. I was looking at some other states' numbers and pretty similar. Up in acres, down in quality is what I was seeing. So. I'd be interested to you know dig into that. Yeah, it'll be it'll be it'll be cool to Maybe see. Maybe we'll ask our livestock uh, specialist, Jake Cartwright. I'm gonna say we should, but after the <laughs> fair, I bet. Yeah. He's a little busy with <laughs> Purple Circle run, at the moment. He might run us out of town if we ask him. <laughs> you get right a look now. from him right now if I was asking <laughs> him something specific. All right, well, let's take a short break from the news to hear a reminder about keeping rural roads safe this time of year. Arkansas farmers and ranchers work seven days a week. That means when you hit the road, you may be sharing it with farm equipment, especially if you're traveling along rural roads and county highways. Farm equipment moves slower than our pickup trucks and minivans. They may not have the safety lights and turn signals of our family vehicles either. The trucks and tractors moving down the road need extra room to make turns, cross bridges, and move through intersections too. We all get in a hurry sometimes, but it's important that we all stay safe, no matter if we're headed to buy groceries or grow them. So next time you're cruising past a pasture or field, keep an eye out for farmers. They'll be sure to keep an eye out for you too. If we all work together, we can make sure Arkansas is cultivating safe roads. It's so important that we work together to keep each other safe on this on the roads. This time of year, you may find yourself on the road with a farmer moving hay or moving large equipment, especially in rural Arkansas. Let's just all be sure to help one another cultivate safe roads. Now let's get back to the news. All right. My last story of the day is something that we've not talked much about on this program, but it's often discussed in the fields and pastures that we visit. I'm talking about drones. Technology. Sh- yeah, exactly. We're sharing a story from Ryan Mc- uh, McGinney of the UA System Division of Ag today, and Ryan recently sat down with Jason Davis, application specialist for the division, to talk about drones. Dr. Davis has been working with drones in ag production for the past four years and as assistant professor of remote sensing and pesticide application extension specialist. Uh, his, works, his work reflects an increasing effort to formalize agent training in the use of drone and satellite imagery and analysis of the data it can provide. Uh, Now, we've all heard about drone applications on the farm. In some ways, it's changing the way producers are farming. Dr. Davis says that there are a plethora of crop sensing capabilities and analysis, including weed detection, vegetative health, bees analysis, tracking of livestock and wildlife, irrigation efficiencies, forestry analysis, and many other approaches that can be done with drones. Yeah. Davis plans to team up with Ariel Ponsett to present training seminars for extension agents next month. The training will be for county agents with the goal of empowering them with tools and knowledge of helping producers. 
he said that it's one thing to have the capabilities, but what's really important is the producers have the ability to analyze the imagery in an actionable way. Yeah, knowing what they're looking at. Yeah, exactly. It's it's like what we say about or what what you say about data. Yeah, you yield. collect all the data you want. Yeah, but if you don't know how to use it, well, that's the way it was when I was it. collecting yield data. Yeah, you know, if you didn't know what it was and what purpose was it, and if you didn't have enough of it, then it didn't really mean anything. Yeah, you got to have that context. Yeah. You got to have that. And you know, when this uh, stuff first came out, they, I'd heard that drones were able to see specific things in crops that the naked eye couldn't see yet. Uh huh. You know, whether uh-huh. that was disease or health issues, S- stress. Yeah, specifically stress. heat stress, mm-hmm. things like that. Well, the reason I want to bring this story today, and I actually need to apologize. I, I, I think I mentioned tra- those webinars for the small ruminants being for extension agents. I meant, I meant that to apply to this, this training. <laughs> Goodness gracious, too many stories. We're live week. today, so yeah. it's kind of. But I want to bring this for a specific reason. So our team is actually working on a workshop for state convention yeah. um, that is exactly this topic. It's it's talking about the different applications of drones in agriculture across forestry, livestock, road crop. But it's also talking about what you need to get started. Matthew gets asked a lot when he's at farms. Yeah. Oh, do I need a license if I want to use a drone? What 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 size should I use? You know, this and that. And I think we're going to try and tackle some of those questions and, and give people a little hep- helping hand to get started on this. I figure price point would probably be a, a big question there, too. Yeah. And from what Matthew's told me in my own personal interest is it can be as expensive or as cheap as you, <laughs> you want, want it to, it to be. be. I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> Just a matter of what you need to get out of the back end. But yeah. Anyhow. Well, you want to do one more? How about it? Okay. I'm going to stick with livestock. Okay. All right. All right. Not my Not my wheelhouse, but since we're here. Since we're here, I need to. Okay. So, Talk Business and Politics reported that Walmart is investing further into the dairy processing business. Walmart, who already owns a dairy processing facility in Fort Wayne, Indiana, is pushing further into the sector by building a $350 million milk plant in Valdosta, Georgia. Oh, wow. Yeah. The retailer plans to break ground later this year that they project will create 400 new jobs and plan to open in 2025. They also plan to purchase milk from local producers there in the state. The average wage for the employees of the plant will be around $30 an hour. Senior Director of Business Development at Walmart, Adam Bradley, said the plant will be a Class 1 fluid milk facility The process mm-hmm. that processes products for 750 Walmart and Sam's Club stores across the southeastern United States. Goodness. The plant plans to produce gallon, half-gallon, whole, 2%, 1% skim, and 1% chocolate milk. Labeled great value at Walmart and members mark at Sam's Club. Okay. This seems to be a great way for Walmart to control the quality of their milk, uh, as well as cut costs so that producers or products are affordable for their customers. This kind of, you know, this is a kind of a pattern that they've been going on. Because if you remember, we reported, what, a few months ago on a beef packaging that. or processing plant in Kansas, I believe. Uh-huh. Kansas or Nebraska. Yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. it's kind of kind of seems like they're even trying to like vertically integrate to some extent. Yeah. Or kind of cut out the middleman, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, if you got it like that, it's a good yeah. idea to do, you know? <laughs> uh, so there's a power to them. Yeah. I thought this was interesting too. Speaking of Valdosta, Georgia. Southeast Ag Expo is happening down there this week. Yeah, and Ashley's there. Ashley's there with our Farm Family of the Year as they compete for Southeast Farm Family of the Year. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, a uh, little, little side detour there. I was going to ask you, are you a fan of chocolate milk? You know what? It's funny you say that. Yeah. 
be ready. I have a half gallon of chocolate milk in my fridge that I looked at this morning. It goes out in two days. It's the first chocolate milk I've purchased in a long time, long and it has been a great decision. When did you buy it? That's, uh, it's been a week, week and a half. <sighs> that wouldn't last a week in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Not a chance. Well, I can't just sit around and drink it all the time. I usually, I like to have a glass of it, like, if I'm coming home in the morning for workout or something like that. Man, I'll I'd probably, probably take two, three, four huge swigs before I go to work <laughs> and then come home for lunch, take three or four more, and then when I get home, go to bed. You're a chocoholic, man. man yeah, I, I can't he buy is, it. isn't like, he? I, I can't, can't have it. It's a problem. <laughs> you, you can't have it? No. Oh, man. So, YooHoo? Do you like YooHoo? Mm-hmm. Different, no? different deal. No, really? No. Different. Okay. When I was a kid, and yeah. I could take those sugar. I don't know what the difference drinks. is, but there's clearly a difference in taste. I yeah, think, there's a difference in taste. But. I think it's like it's called like a chocolate soda or something. The chocolate it's drink. Called, it's not necessarily yeah. chocolate milk, but, but you know, most people yeah. like chocolate milk like you. So, I, yeah. I, you know what? It's not fair for me to say that because I don't know the last time I had you. You know what? Also, in the same as chocolate milk is like the Hershey's chocolate. That you put in your regular milk, not right, the same. Not the same. Right. Don't bring don't that even, in here. Yeah, call don't, it. Don't chocolate even milk. ask me if I want chocolate. Don't milk put syrup in white milk and say that you've made chocolate. Milk. Absolutely not. Because I'm t- I'll tell you what, you didn't make chocolate milk. Mm. You made chocolate. There's not enough of that syrup milk. you can put in that milk to make it taste like it. What well, comes out of that gallon? Yeah. I mean, chocolate milk comes from brown cows, right? That's correct. That's it. And we're, we're, matter of fact, we'll go milk one here in a minute. <laughs> uh, do you drink chocolate milk? I'll need to go home before y'all do that. Do I drink chocolate milk? Uh-huh. Uh, on a rare occasion, yes. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. good. It's pretty tasty. Mm. I like it. It's my kryptonite. Um, now we know. Yeah. If we need it, it's to my do kryptonite something. for different reasons. So. <laughs> that's funny. That's real funny. Well, I think that's the news. And Brian, welcome back again. Well, thank uh, you. Glad to have you here. Yeah. You got anything for us today? I do. You know, since we're here and. I have a feeling there's a little bit of cheating going on with this one. So, mm. but you got me pretty Watch good out. last week. It's okay. Week. It's all right. Or two weeks ago. We are at the fair, so we got to talk about the fair. Yeah, you know, let's do it. When did the fair originate? So, what year did the Arkansas State Fair Association first meet and kick off the first state fair? Let's see. What year? 2023. Now, I'm gonna say, hmm. man, this. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm pivoting between before and after World War II. Yeah. And I don't know which way to go. I will give I'm you a hint. Say it was well before. Well before. Okay. Never oh, okay. Matter of fact, it was before World War One. World War One. Oh, goodness. Okay. So let's go ahead and say 1910. Close. Jason? One dollar. <laughs> which way? <laughs> no, it was it's under. It was 1906. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, okay. And where? Terrible. Where did it originate? Where Where was the first state fair? Right here. Out here at the fairgrounds. That seems like a trick question. Oh, <laughs> it very well could be. Oh, no, that's my guess. Man, I, I, I don't know. If it's not Little Rock, then where else would it be? Yeah, right. State fair, state capital. Would you believe the hot springs? Really? Hot springs. Huh. Gotta yeah. be a so story there. We know that it originally that it, it started in Hot Springs, we know that now. Yeah. What year did it move to Little Rock? Surely it didn't last but a couple of years down there. No that's no nothing against Hot Springs, I'm just no, saying like it's not. There's a lot of things that originated in Hot Springs. Absolutely. Hop in town. All right, I'm gonna steal your original answer, nineteen ten. 
I'm going to go way off and say 1947. 1921. All mm. right. Split the 1921. And what year did the Arkansas Livestock Show Association form? What year did it form? What year did it form? Because, you know, that's a, that's a big deal here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, fair. absolutely. So. 1950. <laughs> a dollar. <laughs> it's 1937. Yes. Yeah, you got it. 1937. <laughs> he wins a new Did dimension. you know, one last fact about yeah. the State Fair. Okay. Did you know that we have actually had a U.S. president visit, but only one? There's only been one U.S. president that visited. Huh. The, Was it Billy C.? You'd think. Yeah. That is what everybody would guess. Yeah. But that's an easy answer. Was it a Roosevelt? He did. He did visit, but not while he was president. Okay. Mm. So, Woodrow. Well, that would have been my guess. Woodrow. No. <laughs> William Taft. JFK. 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 I wonder uh, if that coincided with his the 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 dam construction or something like that. Maybe. No, that no. maybe came way after. I don't know. Who knows? That, yeah. JFK so, visited the JFK Arkansas State Fair. The Arkansas State Fair. How about that? I well, some questions about that, but John Mag, <laughs> he he looks very skeptical. He's I don't know. Like, yeah, I decided, decided, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the timeline. I'm not skeptical of it. I believe it. I'm just, but you yeah. did, you did, you yeah. did hear him say he's that. not going to fly from Washington D.C. straight to Little Rock just for no. the fair. So it was in 1963. So yeah. So what year was? That is some trivia you're going to have to look up. Yeah. What happened that year? Yeah. Is I my question. I don't right. know. We'll have right. to look it up off the off the air. I think. Very but, true. Yeah. But if you're interested in trivia. This is a great barn to walk around and learn ag facts. Uh-huh. Yeah, there are uh-huh. all kinds of facts all over the all over the walls there in here. There sure are. I you see know. catfish facts, yeah, bait you learn, fish. You can learn mm, all about the different man. commodities that are uh, grown and produced in the state. Yeah, and all kinds of trivia all over the. This would be a great place for you know bring the kids. Yeah. Oh, children. There's all sorts here? of absolutely hands-on stuff to see and play like, with. If you had to guess a dairy cow, like. How much ice cream a dairy cow produces each day? Each day? Each day. Oh, that's probably the a average gallon. dairy cow. How much would you say it produces to make enough ice cream? How much ice a, cream? A gallon. What? Of ice of yeah. ice cream to how make a gallons? gallon of ice cream, or how much ice cream does? What, how what much ice cream? How many? How much milk does a dairy cow produce each day to produce ice cream? How much ice cream would it be? I, I don't know. How much ice cream would a dairy cow produce each day? Several gallons. Two gallons. See, there you go. Right. Two gallons. More than one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. How what many gallons good. of milk could a dairy cow produce a gallon How much ice wood cream? could a wood If a dairy <laughs> cow could produce <laughs> milk and ice cream. All right. I've All messed right. with you guys long enough. So. All right. Well. It's good to be back. Yeah, we're glad to have you back. Uh, glad to have everybody supporting us as we put on the show today. It's never an easy task. Thank you for giving up your time. Yeah. Uh, and, I'm starting to smell uh, that food. I know. It's time for lunch, isn't it? I think I smell turkey leg. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up the news for this week. Thanks for following along with the Arkansas iCast. We're grateful for you taking the time to watch and listen. Remember, you can catch new episodes of the show every Thursday afternoon. Find videos, video episodes on Facebook and YouTube. Listen to audio versions wherever you listen to podcasts. That baby started crying just as I started talking. <laughs> I'm sorry, baby. Uh, make Jason. sure you subscribe uh, and leave us a review when you have a few extra minutes. The Arkansas iCast is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau. I'm Jason Brown. And I'm John McMinn. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>